not every day that we get a chance to learn something from someone who's played for major personalities like Shahrukh Khan and Dan Bilzerian so today for the DJing masterclass we have DJ Pranav Marwa from the batch of 2009 so Pranav welcome to the podcast and right off the top i'd like to ask you what was the experience like playing for big names like Shahrukh and Dan Bilzerian so firstly i would thank you guys for getting me on board it's a really great it's a great initiative you guys have taken and more power to you guys for doing this so for playing for people like Shah Khan and Dan Bilzerian firstly it's nerve wracking you are so nervous because you don't know what are they going to ask you know like for Shah Rukh's birthday when I was playing you have to play all his songs you have to have everything and there's a lot of um, other celebrities and his bodyguards won't let you even see your phone if you're like, just trying to like open your phone there's that strict when it comes to people so it's a limited guest list you have to play and you have to just perform and you do get a bit nervous initially but then after say 30 minutes it all phases out he's like another client for you and that's how it goes about that's how i go about it but do you have like complete freedom in that kind of a scenario to choose your own tracks or is it like limited to some extent See, uh, it is majorly cuz he's such a big star and it's his birthday so you end up playing all of his stuff So he's also dancing, and I kid you not, that guy was dancing on beat to beat to Chaya Chaya man, like amazing. Oh, so you need to like keep in mind that it is his party and his songs. But yeah, they are open to whatever. What were your plans yeah. right after you got done with your school? So if, if you could just Ooh. highlight your path, and you know you can explain so that like, what exactly were your goals and your plans. So after school, I was like clueless, but then as all parents say, you know, beta engineering kar lo. so <laughs> i was like okay fine so i started studying for my engineering entrances in hyderabad for two years and then finally i got into symbiosis institute of technology and i did my mechanical engineering from there i still don't know why i did it but yeah you completed and, uh, yeah i have obviously that's 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 great dude yeah <laughs> and how did you get into this particular path and your career that how did you get into djing if you so, could let us know and your first mix how was it so basically what started out i was to sit in my hostel room and you know we had nothing to do after college and we all were just boys sitting in the hostel room and i started youtubing a lot of this tomorrowland videos and that time tomorrowland was the in thing so i used to see that and i was like this thing is pretty good pretty amazing it always intrigued me on you know what do these DJs do and how do they go about it so i got this software called virtual dj it's a free software and i used to mix on that without any prior education about djing i learned it on my own so it started off from playing in my bedroom and then you would just blast the speakers in the room and then that started becoming a hostel thing so while you were doing that what was your initial perception about djing and what was the feeling that you had that okay is this the career that i would like to go or i'm i'm just playing for fun what was the initial perception about the particular concept initially i honestly i loved the whole attention i loved the energy which you know i was able to sense i was able to make people dance and make them happy you know help them escape reality which is so sad cuz you're sitting in a engineering college with so many subjects to study so what got me on is like to see these happy faces at the end of the day just making people dance 
and i was like yeah this thing gives me happiness too so why not that's great okay so given that it's a it's an unconventional career choice uh, was there any resistance from your family or people close to you i mean initially i mean they were a bit zap like how come dj you know you gone to study engineering and all and how is this popping up but later on when they understood that i really am interested in this so they were pretty supportive of it but they were like please do your right. please clear this also at the same time so that you don't lose this out yeah. because i was the guy if i had a gig on a saturday i would play the gig and monday i had my cement papers plus when you start out also you're not getting the time you pay you know so if you compare the amount any fellow engineer of mine would get i wasn't matching up to that so initially it was a bit of a struggle where you really you know you wait it out it's like every other business yeah you are going to just get there in one go so you have to wait it out you have to have the patience and i think i was blessed enough that i could you know fall back and say ki theek hai alone a bit less but i'll manage for now yeah so they put up in that front so do you remember your uh, first performance in front of a big crowd so my first performance would be in this hostel party only we had so basically the whole basement of the hostel was cleared out and we had lights and we had a dj set up it was only my college people so that was my first performance i remember everyone i'm just going and everyone shouting marwa 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 everyone's like cheering me up and i'm just going and i'm playing and that time it was the whole edm phase so it was fun these are all memories you know i look back and i just cherish was what i had gone to do i started doing something else altogether And it was fun. Yeah, you got like everyone. All of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, Marwaz, oh Marwaz, oh Marwaz." Then we used to go for like, these war of DJs with other colleges. And that also used to be fun because you were the only one representing your whole college. So yeah, it used to be like fun. Even when other colleges would come to our college festival, then the music around it, then who's going to perform out there? The sound, the lighting, everything used to be my headache. So yeah, a learning curve. I would say a good learning curve. and uh, also since uh, now we know that you know you were in pune and you had mm. had this particular amount of years spent there so what were the courses and what were the experience that you gathered during that course of time and you still remember till today's day that you also implement in your life so what i did initially i learned it all on my own i learned it on a software for virtual dj and i used to you know practice it's all practice all practice it's you and then i took the djing course from this dj called abhishek mantri in pune and he allowed me to you know actually play it on the players not just being it on the laptop so after that the experience was very overwhelming at the same time there was a lot of nervous energy when you go on stage because you know it's your first time you're playing for the crowd and it's everything yeah. is a first you know so you always have that anxiousness within ego how am i going to do how am i going to do But you learn a lot. I learned a lot about reading the crowd, knowing when to play the song. You know, because sadly people just come and they be like, "I want any song, say if it's Drake, which is right now trending." So everyone wants to listen to Drake right now, but you just can't play Drake early on in the party, right? You gotta right. save it, and you gotta drop it when it's the right moment. So yeah, I learned a lot on that. Like you actually have to drop the track, and just not like go in for like. Be someone requested to play it. No, you space it out. Take a call. Right, and uh, to be uh, very honest with you, like how did you 
um, if you can make us understand that how did you keep a track of these particular latest songs or probably latest artists out there and uh, you know like there are so many people like who are watching a particular set of videos and they would like to be you know be a part of when they're going out to party so how do you keep a track of all of these uh, songs that you are playing with the oh, crowd so it is a lot of research you got to do you got to know what are the songs which are actually trending nowadays and personally okay. the way i have grown up and seeing a dj for me a dj is someone who plays a song which i never heard right okay so okay. i look at dj is someone if i go to a club and he's playing a song which i never heard i would like that because i'm like okay this guy has something different so yeah it's a lot about what i also like to give in you know that mm-hmm. so what the crowd wants plus what you want to teach the crowd what do you want to educate the crowd right. about you know right. it's the mixed bag like that you got to research a lot man cuz at the end of the day you can't please everyone in a club because Obviously. however good a set you play there will be two three people will say he you was not good yeah no i don't like something it. that i'm not expecting to be honest and uh, mm-hmm. pranav has there been any moment where any of the attendees of the crowd they've come up to you just to know that which song did you just play right now i'm sure that a lot of so times lot of times bro i appreciate people coming and asking rather than just using shazam on the phone i mean right. it's more organic if you come and ask me you when ask any dj which song is it nine single times they wouldn't mind sharing wow and since now you are in mumbai right now so if you could let us know that at which particular locations have you played not only in mumbai but also all across india that also includes pune which you know which was a part of your djing career yeah. but what about the other locations that you've played all across the nation hmm. so i've done like weddings in goa delhi chandigarh i also did a club gig in siliguri so yeah, it has been a mixed bag of a lot of venues different states with different crowd perception and different music perception they all have like chandigarh was hardcore punjabi man you can't you just can't play in bollywood they were like no so i know it's going to be punjabi so i have yeah. to understand and figure out which songs are working right now in punjabi or which songs do i personally enjoy in punjabi you know and there are a lot of the old retro punjabi songs so you know they will because everyone likes retro punjabi so yeah so you yeah. go with that mindset and at the same time you constantly are learning from the crowd so you have someone come and requesting say a siddhu muse wala or some artist like that you know so then i just keep my laptop on the side and download it and i just play it for them so wow. it's not that i have it 100% but yeah you got to adjust with the you got to keep yeah. your ego aside and learn you know like you can't be like oh i'm playing in whatever it is i know everything you got to take some from the crowd also and there are so many times when you know when the dj like i've come across where they say that yeah we're going to play that and you know that would be the next song and for the next half an hour there is no such song coming <laughs> so i mean i'm sure you don't do that right like what so whenever a, like a particular person when they approach you like you know i can you play that song so how how much is the probability one and uh, second that after how many tracks is it like immediate or is it like after two three songs and then you go with it so are you going to play it at no so it comes like Firstly, for me, what matters is the way you're coming and requesting. If you're going to come and be like, "Ye mera gana baja," or you know, be rude about it, then sorry, I really don't want to play your song. <laughs> you know. Even if the song is nice, you won't play it. I know you're. There's a way of asking now. You can't just. Yeah, the approach matters, right? Yeah. So if you ask me sweetly, I'll definitely play your song. And again, what I 
what we use for matching songs is beats per minute all right so everything is according to beats per minute so supposing your song request is on 90 beats per minute and right now on 128 i can't just play it like that it will shift the energy in my room you know so i have to right. maintain a flow again with my music and what are the like new methods that are into the picture like what was djing back then and what is djing right now like what is the difference that you see because earlier djing was okay you know people may not go for that career but right now people would be more than happy because the mentality simply says that do what you love and if you're enjoying it then do it more mm-hmm. so how's the difference that you see you know back then and now what is the like exact so there's a massive shift because i was talking to my seniors the djing industry and they used to tell me that initially before the internet and all was here you had vinyl cds all right vinyls so if yeah. you were going abroad you had to go purchase a vinyl from a music shop up there and you would get that vinyl and then you would play it on your peers so no one else in the country probably had heard of those songs or knew because there was no internet you know there was very few like popular artists who might know the top songs otherwise it was more about your collection and the dj at that moment was a god cuz no one has had the collection you know it was like very rare the rare things dj has changed a lot over the years i mean for the fact that the players we used to use back then and the technology we are having right now is unbeatable you know like first that people used to we had to collect at least when i started we had to make a cd case or a logic is what they call it where you would have all your cd stacked up stacked up with different songs and everything written on your cd the name of the song the bpm and now all i need to take is a small pen drive and it does everything for me so we've come a long way from stacking up so many you know logics and going around and roaming around with so much of a case just for cds and then they would have to search among that case yeah. every song should i play now okay this okay that so now it's all come onto the pen drive and i think that's a very great thing happening for this industry also i think the perception has changed because of the amount of nightlife coming into the country and you know a lot of other clubs opening up and people getting out of their houses it has changed the whole perception about djing because first we had very few clubs also if you go to see that back in the day there were very few commercialized clubs this whole culture is just picked up so i mean that's great for us yeah and uh, what are the current steps that you take so what are the, what are the current methods that you do while you are you know into your mixing and how you gather your songs and what's your playlist if you could just tell us like what are the mixes that you are probably into the mixes i'm into see i love playing a lot of house music a lot of hip hop and you know a lot of uh, moonbaton for that matter and yeah i mean see for me it is like i need to enjoy the song man like if i love it i want to play it you know it's like yeah. that i want to educate crowd on new music also at the same time you know so i keep in mind that okay what venue my playing at all right this is the venue what kind of music do they normally take in you know some clubs have a no bollywood policy so you can't do bollywood out there some clubs are chill with bollywood so then again you analyze all right this is the place this is my set timing so a lot of the things matter on your set timings supposing some guy is going in on a earlier slot so when you are going in a earlier slot you don't want to like you know bang it all out so that the other right. dj does when he comes in you can't bang it all out yeah. there's dj yeah. and dj fall on when you're opening the set and all so if you're doing the opening slots start with nice deep house probably a bit tech house would be fine and then you take over and you build it up you build it up you build it up 
till it starts to speed say yeah, probably yeah. 233 in the night so that's how yeah. i like to go with the timing and with the energy i want to give out okay and which is your most comfortable slot or which slots are you mostly given knowing your capabilities and you connecting with the crowd so is it like you are flexible with the slots or is it like a particular slot that you would like hmm. so when i start out obviously i start from the bottom so i have to do a lot of these opening sets where i would go to the club say they would tell me four by 10 so then also i would reach a 930 and at 930 or 10 when you start there is not a single soul in the club all right so it's only yeah. you and the managers but that's your time to shine yeah. you got to do it at that point and slowly slowly it's build up where i get the main slot which is from 130 to 3 whatever it is so yeah you got to earn your way up through it and yeah. it is it is fun man it is fun when you have a what do you say when you struggle it out a bit the prize is sweet or you know it's worth more than yeah yeah So, talking about late slots, uh, does DJing take a toll on your health in any way? I mean, yes, it does. It does. I mean, obviously, it does because see, normally you have a nine to five job, and now there's a five to nine job. You know, it's the ultra. So, basically, say your friends are going out to party, you will not. You will miss a lot of family functions. You will miss a lot of. parties with your friends because at the end of the day this is work for you how much ever yeah. people might think you know you're enjoying and you know you're you are enjoying but then it's work at the same time you have to be responsible towards it you know and there are a lot of late nights and a lot of like say early mornings for instance when you're coming back home at say 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning you're coming back home so then shutting off again is very difficult that comes with practice because Uh, you are in this whole room with so much energy and you're enjoying it and there's so much sound around you and then cut to complete silence you know? all of all so of a sudden there's complete silence but i think it comes with a lot of practice where you understand how not to let it affect you you know and even health wise you're not you're not eating right because after that you'll be at a bar or you'll be somewhere out you're going to eat food from outside so never like doing a healthy meal you need to be very mindful about all these small things What's the most idiotic thing someone has done, or maybe someone has asked, just to get a guestless entry at the at the club that you're playing at? So if you could just highlight with that. Bro, so the most idiotic thing I don't think it's happening to you guys on this podcast. Call me later, I'll tell you that. But yeah, people act like super funny and cocky. Yeah, like they'll tell the guy, "Oh, I know him. He's my brother." Or let me enter, or they'll just shoot some message. Like I sent him a message. Please let me enter. You know whatever they do their own stupid things, but you can't even blame them. Everyone wants to be at the party. Everyone wants entry, and when you tell yeah. them, please come on time, no one comes on time. So it's always a hard shot in the last moment yeah. to them. And how do you tackle with the ill-mannered guests? Like you know, as you rightly said before, that there are someone who just comes and disturbs you, or probably just spoils the momentum. But then I'm sure there might be some ill-mannered guests also that probably you know. when they are over drunk or when they when they are abusing mm. or they are not behaving appropriately so what are the challenges that you face and how do you deal with them so it it does get pretty challenging when someone's coming drunk or you know in that whole vibe please play my song and not in the right manner to put it across so then yeah. i take a step back and i'm just like trying to understand where this guy is coming from you know so i normally i don't play their song unless he's really when he's really going to stand there like in chandigarh there was this guy who was drunk and he's really just standing on my head play this song play this song. 
like dude wait wait i'll play no now you play so sometimes you give in and some most of the times i'm like please now i'm not interested because i know they are drunk they will come and create a scene on the booth you know people come with their drinks they might just drop something whatever yeah. out of because they don't know in which state they are man so it's and i always try to keep a bouncer around me so yeah it's cool any shit goes down is that good handle it okay so given that uh, being a dj involves you being in the public eye a lot some dj's may invest a lot of money into the way they dress or accessorize so how is that for you bro my funda is be yourself i believe in just being yourself whatever makes you confident whatever you're comfortable in please go ahead with that you know people the fashion the fashion industry is just trending every day bro there are different looks there are new new things coming out so whatever works for you that there's no set norm like okay fine you have to dress like this or dress like that but yeah if you're going for a wedding you would also want to wear some traditional thing or you want to be in a suit because that's a wedding so do you see yourself staying as a dj in the long term or are you also interested in the business side of of the music industry i mean i would love to be in the business side also at at some point in my life i would love to own a chain of restaurants or bars that's the goal which i feel yeah but i want to expand more you know i i believe life is all about expanding and growing so i really want to just grow more it could be any other business too but i would i would want to like open my own restaurant so starters and uh, how prominent do you feel djing is today uh, when it comes to bollywood because you see a lot of djs now getting uh, getting the music put in movies in different songs getting their own mixes in yeah so that thing is playing an important role because if you notice back in the day there was this whole trend of remixes the remix era was born back then right. there a lot of hindi original songs were remixed you know so from there it started this whole culture and plus i believe as we are djs and a lot of credit for the song being popular goes to us because every time you're entering a club or you're going to a wedding the other ones playing it so we really help a song to trend in that manner so that was something about the previous highlights that you just told us so now talking about the advices that would be coming from your end so we have a few questions for you one question that i'm really inclined to ask you is what are you told us about the things that a dj should be doing i don't know what are the paths and what are the procedures that a dj should follow but what about the ones that a dj shouldn't follow so if you could tell us what are the three things a dj shouldn't do or you know shouldn't perform or shouldn't actually he execute while i while is with the crowd what he should do is firstly no ego all right no ego you do not get in your ego in the club all right you should be open to like from the club owners from promoters and a lot of other people who are you know promoting the night with you you should be open to that please don't get too hammered while playing i mean it's good it's fun enjoy but don't be so high when while djing when you know you're so drunk that you don't know what you're doing don't be on that stage and thirdly i would say don't be this guy who's coming late to venues and you know who's coming aram aram se no you have to be punctual it's it's work you have to look at it as like like work you know you got to be punctual you got to be there on time you can't always come late you know can't always just get too sloshed out and you don't know what you're playing 
and then you know someone tells you something and that triggers you off no it can't you have to be very focused on what you're doing so if you can't focus and if you're going to get carried away by all the other aspects around this whole industry then i don't think you should even try it because you'll get lost man yeah okay, um what are the softwares that you would uh, like to recommend to someone who's looking to get into djing so you can use recordbox it's a software given by pioneer dj that is a very good software to use virtual dj is a great start i started out on virtual dj so even that's a great one if you want to produce music i would recommend ableton live that's a very good door you can use to produce music but there are other doors also like you have logic you have cubase you have fl studio so yeah you can figure out your door to produce music on that and for dj i think nothing beats recordbox i think that's the best software which millions of djs are using these are these are all paid softwares recordbox is free initially but you have pro versions also on it so you can whatever the requirement is majority of them are free okay so you touched upon this uh... concept of beats per minute earlier can you just uh, talk a bit about it and explain how it comes into play when you are uh, curating your set all right so so beats per minute the name itself is very <laughs> explanatory is telling itself so beats per minute is basically the tempo of the song all right say you have a song on 90 beats per minute so it's 1 2 3 4 is happening in one minute it will be on the bpm of 90 so from ma- matching songs or mixing songs you have to basically see the song to be on the same tempo both should be on 90 or one can be on 90 and one can be on 180 you know so then both of these songs you can match them together so beats per minute is very important to give you that smooth mix otherwise you can always do a bit of a glide on the jog beat but yeah you need to sit and match it, it should be same or is there some science behind it in terms of uh... Say you're starting off with a 90 beats per minute, and you're gradually going up mm. to 120, upping it to 160, upping it to 180. So, you're trying to maybe set the crowd up for. Does, so it's, it's it has to do with the energy also, you know, like beats per minute. With the way I look at it, is basic energy, man. Like if you're on 90, any song from 90 to 100 is basically a bit on the slower thing compared to a EDM song which is on 128, which is more faster. and then you have these psychedelic songs which are 155 which are again you know on a very high energy so as the tempo builds the energy also builds it's yeah. as simple as that the closer you're calling it to you the higher the tempo is and that's rightly you spoke about the you know softwares where a person would be who's interested in this particular field they should go with the initial mm-hmm. softwares that you just named but what advices would you like to give for example if tomorrow me or let's say jay ma'am would like to get into this career what are the basic and the most most important steps that you should take so that the journey is smooth and it is much more fast than the others who are planning to get into this so firstly i think you should learn your equipment you have to learn it from a certified guy who can tell you how to use the players you need to know your routing your audio routing where does which wire go in and what is the sound layout and everything you need to know that you are downloading music from a good and legit source a and b the quality of the song should be good you know you can't just get some file which is 128 kbps and all because it on speakers it is going to sound very bad you know so your quality has to be good you need to understand the art of djing which is 
a lot into detail like your phrase mixing and a lot of other stuff which generally i've seen people not being able to do it so you need to know man you need to know exactly you need to be able to judge your crowd judge your client what he wants from you and you need yeah. to perform at the end of the day so you need to be very particular about your songs what the client wants and about your work ethic so that you're not sitting in just busy partying you know so that was a great uh, answer and my next question to you pranav is that uh, when it comes to the playing at you know at weddings or at uh, let's say birthday parties or at any venue obviously there are odd hours there right so you know so how do you manage that and how do you stay focused because if you see from the a biological point of view the human body is the most exhausted mm-hmm. at night and that's the time when you need to be the most active so how do you maintain that so i think i'm a night owl you know like i am awake during the night and right. have to stay focused because work is worship all right so if you look at this as work you want to work worship your work you got to stay alert you got to stay focused all does are there but i think sooner your body also starts changing and adapting to your routine you know initially you may find it a bit on and off ki you are sleeping in the morning then you will get up groggy you know but soon your body cycle and everything matches it up, up with it so i think it's fine but you need to really worship this and look at it not just like a way of partying and not just a way of being cool because there's a lot of responsibility at the end on you you know like keeping the crowd happy the owners happy the client happy plus taking care of your own self it is a lot of responsibility so you can't just it's not what do you think what do people normally think now it is that oh he's just getting drunk and he's playing music and all no there's a lot of back end work which goes to all of this that is that okay it is not all fun and games there's a lot of pressure on us and we also go to perform or and uh, what about the feedback run of any feedbacks that you get after the entire show is over so are there any negative feedbacks or any positive feedbacks and if there are any negative then how do you improve see firstly again when you get those feedbacks you have to judge from the person it's coming from all right if someone okay. who knows music is telling you like there's a senior dj who i know and he's in the party his feedback will matter a lot but if there's someone in the crowd who really knows what he's talking about it will matter a lot but if it's some drunk dude who's coming and just trying to talk shit it doesn't really matter, doesn't matter. so you got to allow you got to know who do you allow and who is there to guide you i've got negative feedback yeah. sometimes and i've improved on it and there have been a lot of positive feedbacks also so yeah. majority of the times it's positive so i'm yeah. happy so the negative yeah you got to you got to accept that you have to grow yeah so that was the advices from you and now we go forward with the rapid fire we have some questions with you and all you got to do is select the answer but without thinking so what we require is very quick and uh, it should be like you shouldn't be taking much of a time so tell us with the spontaneous answer so so starting off we have a this or that segment so you pick either or whatever your preference this or that so, okay this or that yeah okay so first up there's weddings versus clubs weddings okay bollywood versus western music western music i agree uh pre decided sets or the live sets live sets yeah live sets always live sets yeah okay uh solo artists or collaborations whichever works i mean that's a very fine line whatever works man 
collaborations are beautiful nowadays. A lot of people are coming up with great collaborations. So yeah, collaborations. Being a guest DJ or being an in-house DJ. Whatever pays me more. <laughs> if not a DJ, then which career would you would have selected or which career you would have gone for? If not the DJ. If not DJing, as per my parents' plan, engineering, obviously MBA, and I'm gonna be sitting in a desk job somewhere, bro. So that was the plan: engineering, MBA, and then probably investment okay. banking. You never know. Wow. And uh, what about the that one song that you are recollecting? Obviously, there are so many, uh, you know, so many song requests. But what is that one song that you constantly hear majorly when you are going out for venues? So that one song, if you could just share with us. उटिंग But with experience, even that is gone. So now there is no pre-performance ritual. I just say a small prayer and I'm out. And yeah, I just believe that the process is the price. So the more you fall in love with the process, the better it is for you. What are the different kind of DJs that you've come across, and can you classify them as into like three or four types, like I mean, particular I agree, types? Ah. Right. No, I believe every DJ is good. Like everyone has something unique about them as an artist when they come into. But yeah, there are DJs and then there are superstar DJs. You know, like there are DJs on a normal level and then there are these superstar DJs who come and they have this whole aura around them. But it is just, I think, it's just more experience, the confidence which they emit out. It is unreal, man. It is unreal. So um, I've always had this confusion regarding. electronic music in general so there are so many sub genres within the genre of electronic music there's tropical there's xxx whatever there's multiple genres i don't understand how the distinct how you distinguish between them so is there something that tells you this gets sub classified as maybe a tropical house track or whatever mm. so tropical houses generally on a bpm say between 95 to 100 and 510 tops anything after that bpm post 110 115 will again come into deep house you know so most of it most of your genres have a bpm range which tells you this genre is such but again that's again it's not always true because you could have a hard hitting song also like a trap song also on 100 you know so It all depends on when you hear the song and what kind of a feel are you getting out of it. Tropical house is going to be very chill. The movement on is going to be more of groovy stuff with lot of percussions. At the same time, you could have your pop songs, which are again not tropical, but they are on the same EPM. So it's all about the energy and the way the song is made and the structure which makes it different. Last uh, request that we would like to have from our end. So since you know it's the lockdown and all, we are missing out all the followers out there and all the viewers out there. So could you just uh, play some music or you know mix some good music so that the audience can listen to that? Sure thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to attach a link of a set which I've made specially for you guys. Wow. So below this video there will be a link. Please go click on it. Please. So all the viewers out there, uh, if you could please like, 
share and subscribe to our channel this so this was a really enlightening episode into into the world of djing thank you so much pranav for doing this with us um, i hope the viewers enjoy it as well uh, also please do let us know in the comment section below what you think about djing and whatever your thoughts are yep. thank you so much pranav and trust me it was such a great time and to be very honest i never thought that i would get an opportunity to to know so much about a life of a dj starting from scratch and now playing with the celebrities so thank you so much for coming for our podcast and uh, for all the viewers out there if you have any questions or if you would like to connect with pranav marwa we are more than happy to connect you with him and thank you so much pranav once again thank you guys for having me on board yeah thank you more power to you thank you i got to talk it all